sometimes, you know, when you're at school and you just, like, have that thought, like, oh, well, they're a child of God, and it, like, changes everything you think of them. <laughs> you're just like, wait a second. Yeah, like, see. that's, like, a cool moment. So yeah. I feel like just if we see that, if we try to just be nice to people and see that everyone is a child of God, I think that's what everything else that we believe will fall under that. Mm-hmm. We'll be happy or everything like that if we just can see others yeah. as not even who they are, but who they can become, yeah. which is, like, our savior that was the parker medford and you are listening to episode seven of the coleman thompson podcast i have got a great conversation for you this week it is with my good friend parker medford he is someone who i have always looked up to i've always loved his love of the gospel, and his real willingness to follow the principles and stay on the straight and narrow path. I just have always looked up to that. And, you know, he plays lots of different sports. We talk about that a little bit. We talk about seminary. We talk about going on missions. We talk about trying to have better conversations and understanding other people. He's got a lot of great things to say, so I really hope that you enjoy this episode. Before we get started, just some of the usual things. Speed up the podcast. Don't forget to do that. I know there's a few people who, you know, just listen to it on normal speed. But hey, they're long. Speed them up. You'll get smarter. You'll be able to absorb more. I don't know. Just kidding. Do whatever you want. But yeah, that's just a suggestion. And also, I am looking for original podcast music. So please, please, please reach out to me and get me some of that because I need it. You know, And also, I just really, really want to emphasize one last time that I am genuinely trying to make a difference in the world. This is not some fun... Okay, it's a fun thing, but it's not just some cute thing. I feel like I have things that the world needs to hear, and I feel like having conversations with other people, I can learn new things, you can learn new things. This is not a joke, and I... Please forgive me for the amount of times that I say like or but or you know or all these different things or um I am still learning how to speak better (laughs) but just try to get the gist of the conversation and honestly it takes me a lot of time to edit these and I think I'm going to cut back a little bit and kind of allow more of the ums to come through and that type of stuff because that's real genuine conversation and it just takes me a freaking long time to edit it, and I would rather get podcasts out regularly than just have one out a month or something like that just because of how long it takes me to edit. So if it is ridiculous and you can't handle hearing the way I talk or how much I burst into laughter, listening to my own podcast, it's kind of strange how much I'll randomly laugh at things that aren't funny, but I laughing is maybe a defense mechanism for me. We'll see how that develops as I continue to try to do this podcast. So please enjoy today's conversation. There's lots of great things that Parker has to say. Let's jump into the episode. All right, welcome to, this will probably be episode seven of the Coleman Thompson podcast. And today I have my friend Parker Medford. Hi, Parker. Hi, how you doing? (laughs) I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing pretty good. All right, so... uh, we're trying this outside. We're going to see how that goes. I think it's good. We did a test run and it should work out. So if there's any annoying sounds, just just don't worry about it. 
let's see, today's date is, I don't even know the date, November 17th, and at the time this is coming out, it'll probably be a couple weeks from now, so if the world's in chaos or something, that is not something we'll, we will be addressing this time. Okay, so I've known Parker since, like, fifth grade, and it's kind of weird. I guess we're, I mean, we're not related. I I don't know if we're <laughs> considered cousin-in-laws or something like that, but it was my mom met his mom at a store somewhere, and somehow they found out that their siblings were married or something. Our moms found out that his mom's sister was married to my mom's brother, and then somehow we got to know each other. But uh, I guess that's... I don't know if we would have come across each other or not if it weren't for that. Who knows? <laughs> But, Parker, why did you, at first, for the first, like, year of knowing me, you kept calling me Talmadge, <laughs> and I'm offended. <laughs> it's because you looked exactly like Talmadge Carr. I did not. Back in the day. <laughs> did I? Okay. Okay, you didn't, but I just thought you did. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I mostly remember that happening, like, in the bathroom or something. I don't know why. <laughs> I was in the bathroom basically every <laughs> period. After every period, I would go in the bathroom. <laughs> yes, that Parker's known for going to the bathroom. Between every class period, and this I've kind of started doing that too because I started drinking lots and lots of more water because water's good. And lately, I started drinking like a lemon water thing in the morning, which doesn't taste great, but apparently it's supposed to help my face, and it's not. But whatever, it just like <laughs> like the DoTerra oil lemon waters. No, it's just we just squeeze a lemon into the. Oh water. wow, that is that. Is that must be tart or something? Yeah, it's a little sour and tart. Yeah, whatever. I don't even know what tart means. What does tart mean? Like, lemony. Okay, you, got like, it. <laughs> like, bite into a lemon, you know, the face is like... Oh, yes, like exactly. Or sweet tarts. It's oh, tart. sweet tarts. Sweet tarts are good. I don't know if they're vegan, but... But I don't know. But I don't really <laughs> eat candy anymore anyway. Healthy man. <laughs> but, uh, wait, where did that... Why is that? Oh, it's because we were talking about water. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> I started drinking water in the mornings, and I found if I just drink a little bit water, more water than normal in the morning, then I have to pee a bunch all day. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I don't know how that works. But uh, while we're on that, do you have any interesting morning routines? <laughs> uh, just started working out in the mornings. Nice. Waking up at five, five, running three miles with Wait, treadmill. Three miles. Oh, on the I just run on the treadmill. Well, I go to Vasa and run on the treadmill, and then work out with my dad. Oh, nice. I tried treadmill running. That like I've tried to get into running many times, but I don't like treadmill running. As I hate much. treadmill running, but I started watching a movie while I did it. I watched Black Panther, oh, and really? <laughs> actually, it helps so much. Just like in the mornings, just or? while I ran, while I run, I watch it. Because oh. then it takes my mind off running on a treadmill. Because mm-hmm. I would run. Sometimes it would be fine. Then I tried running on a treadmill and I wanted to die. It was so bad. <laughs> and then I watch it. Now I watch a movie while I ran and it helped me so much. I'm telling you what, running is premium podcast listening time. <laughs> That's but, probably true. <laughs> no, uh, it took me a while to get into listening to podcasts, but. I don't know. Now I'm a little obsessed, as you might be able to tell. That is why you are listening to this yeah. year today. <laughs> I need to see your phone and see how many hours of podcasts you've listened to. I think, well, <gasps> let me actually check right now. It's my bunny. Hershey, would you like to say anything? Let me use my English skills and describe what she looks like. 
he he that's looks offensive. like we actually thought it was a girl a at first and that's then, why i said she yeah because you told me he was yeah. a she <laughs> and and then after like six months i got a good look at him and then i was like nope <laughs> <laughs> the, wait where'd you get him uh my sister's teacher but they're so fluffy, you can't see anything really. And yeah. Then, I don't know. Then he got older. Did <laughs> you just run around your yard? Yeah, pretty much. It's cool. Makes us feel a little bit better than keeping him in a cage. Yeah. But uh, back to... Wait, where's my settings? In the last 10 days, I have listened to podcasts for 9 hours. I've gotten up to like 14 before, but... That's usually when I'm working more and I'm driving around more. But For nine hours in total? Yeah, that's nine hours in yeah. total over the last... And I listened to them on 1.5, so you know that's probably like 13 hours of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. But you get used to it after a while, and you know, it's a, at first I was not wanting to listen to a lot of things because I have a hard time retaining information, but once you do it enough, you like actually feel like you're part of the conversation. That's and I love it when... like two people who do podcasts who I know like do one together and I'm like oh my gosh this is like watching an all-star You're game like, what? <laughs> that's cool actually <laughs> it's like how I I've kind of transferred it's I've realized in my life I need like some sort of obsession to channel some of my energy and so I think I stopped thinking about football so much and kind of turned it into podcast listening or something so Parker what interests you uh like sports or like my life just anything because i i mean i ask just out of trying to get to know you in a way because for the longest time i struggled with people asking me like oh what do you do then like usually i didn't have an answer i would say a sport but i didn't feel like that sport like actually said much about me yeah. but like i guess what says the most about you and i think what would say the most about you is like kind of what's behind what you do or like what's the reasons for what you do and it can be spiritual or anything of the like just like how the church says there's like the spiritual intellectual social emotional like all those types of things i think play into it but what interests you in life well i am a member of the church that is a lot of my life that like obviously a lot of that i do falls under that that category i'm going to go on a mission with like seven months eight months oh that's crazy sometime <laughs> soon within the next year yeah and i was thinking about like what was going on a year ago and that doesn't feel like very long ago mm -mm. we'll be on missions in a year from now yep. and it's yes, sir. it's weird even though we've been knowing about it for the longest time it's like weird that it's actually going to happen is there like a specific time that you realized you wanted to serve a mission or like what gets you excited about serving a mission i guess i've been wanting to serve a mission my whole life like when i was younger the like people would ask me like the doctor and things they'd be like what do you want to be when you grow up and i'd be like i want to be a missionary I <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> i've always wanted to serve a mission and just been excited about it yeah that's really cool i guess growing up i, I never knew for sure what i wanted to be and mission was always in there, but... Oh, well, one thing I thought about as you were saying that is, like, with you, like, I've always noticed you're someone who always is very close to, like, the strength of youth and those types of things. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know, I've really admired that about you, and Thank I you. think that uh, that is some... I've realized kind of through my personal experience because I've had to think through a lot of things and figure out why, and I've realized why so much of those 
principles taught and like for the strength of youth like group dates and I mean there's a lot of different things but why they're so valuable and why we're we should try to <laughs> yeah follow it so you've always tried to live super close to the gospel how do you feel like the gospels helped you the most like just I guess for example since we're both in high school just like in school and like in getting to know other people through school like has what the prophets teach the youth to do like how has that helped you um well I guess like like you said with um gathering Israel kind of I guess but also just like doing what you've been told is more you're like being yourself and doing what I guess what we've been asked to do <laughs> I don't know how what I'm like how I'm trying to say it it's just that I feel like people just like understand you more when you're like even though it's hard to do things sometimes when like everyone's wanting to go do something and you know you're yeah. not supposed to or something like that we haven't had that much because we and especially because yeah everyone around here and there are a lot of people around here yeah. who are members but don't follow it yeah exactly. even things like I don't know even small things not like big things but like small things that I choose not to do that other people do and think is fine yeah it's just like I don't know some people might notice that and things just knowing that having a testimony that if I do this that it will like I'm being blessed even though sometimes I might not always see it yeah. in the now yeah it's helped me it's it's interesting because like with being blessed I've always thought it's kind of it's funny how in the church we talk about that like it almost to me it's always it's somehow sounded slightly selfish my seminary teacher will say oh if you say the prayer you get future spouse blessings yeah <laughs> that sounds like a false reason to want to say a prayer yeah. <laughs> and I don't know how true it really is <laughs> but uh I think for most of the church, the blessings aren't in the way that we, obviously, under that we expect them to be. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things, like, with prayer and, like, God's timing and those types of things. I think blessings, it's kind of like an internal joy that comes. It's not just, like, physical blessings. Like, you might be helped out with being able to have shelter and food and stuff. It's kind of a peace that you receive, like, knowing that you're following God, and then you feel better and you realize in your own way why those principles are actually important yeah i feel like we all i mean trying to define blessing is is hard because blessings can come in so many different ways we don't realize like maybe we'll get a blessing and we'll be like well i did something and i didn't receive a blessing and then realize that that was a blessing later mm -hmm. or like you said just feeling peace honestly is blessings enough sometimes yeah to just know that you did what was right and i think some blessings you know we talk about how they'll always come but they might not even come in this life like it might not be till after that we see the full effect of the good we did and i think that's one of the biggest things with a mission is how blessings most of the time on missions you you might not see any of those people ever again and you might not know how you affected them or how you set them up for the next uh, for the other missionaries to be able to help them but I think after this life we'll be able to see all those things and the effect that we had. What are ways that you've been able to find kind of now to serve other people because it can be really hard and I feel like most of the time it is like a scheduled mutual activity and stuff and I think those are good too but like what are ways that I guess just in everyday life that you think service is valuable and how have you done it? Um, I don't really I don't always do like big things but like at school sometimes I'll see if someone 
just like not having the best day or I guess the, there's this kid in my basketball class or lifetime activities class but he, um, we were playing basketball and he was just like thinking that he was the worst because he wasn't making very many shots and stuff so I was just like talk to him and be like hey I'm not doing very good either <laughs> I haven't made anything either you know we're doing good I think you're doing good just like doing small things like that I don't really do I haven't done a whole ton of big service yeah. things. And they don't have to be big. And I think that some of, in this day and age, the greatest service you can do is boosting other people up and, like, helping them be able to mentally cope with everything that's going on. Yeah. Uh, one thing that you said is, like, you know, you point out that you're also struggling. But what do you, like, what do you think is a good way to be able to help those people when you're not? So, like, let's say you're the best per person on, like, a sports team and someone's really struggling. Like, what are ways that you think you can actually help those people? Because it's a little bit different, you know, because you're not able to say, like, oh, I'm also struggling. Yeah. <laughs> but how do you think that you can help those types of people? I guess it depends <clears throat> on the situation. Like, if they're just starting out, you could be like, well, I when I started out, I really was not that good either. Yeah. But, I, but, like, maybe you have been playing both for a long time and they're still not as good as you or something. I feel like in that kind of situation, you just, I don't know, I feel like it's more about changing it from something they're not good at to helping them realize what they are good at could yeah. help, like, being like, well, you're insane at chess, or I don't know, something, <laughs> something weird, whatever, maybe something. they're better at something else, or maybe, you, I don't know, just, like, making them change from, I feel so bad, or I'm so bad at this, to, well, let me tell you what I did to improve, or just, like, changing it from them feeling that they're bad to them having a different mindset about being able to be better or about maybe how good they are at something else yeah that's good and I think that's something I always kind of, I think other people always helped me with that like with sports because I was never super great at sports and I kind of realized with a lot of sports I didn't have much of a passion for it and you know people would help me like oh maybe you're better at this sport or this sport or this sport but for me, I personally had to kind of figure out on my own what I'm better at. Yeah. But uh, I think it, it is a difficult situation because, like you said, if they are just starting out, you can help them be able to, like, be motivated. Like, oh, I was – I mean, obviously everyone when they start anything is kind of – is not good at it. But as you – you know, like, that's a way that you can help other people is, like, pointing that out. But if they are for a longer time not – getting better than I guess on a basketball team basketball is like the most valuable thing so people seem to judge everything based on how good you are at that so I think maybe we need to be more accepting of people yeah just like saying like oh maybe there's something else that you could do that you would be better at or that would bring you more joy it's a tough one that is true just seeing how I guess you could bring up the question, like you said, how happy are, like, do you enjoy playing this sport? And if they say, yeah, I actually really enjoy this, then it really doesn't matter their, it really doesn't matter their skill level. If they enjoy it enough, then they'll get better at it, you know? Yeah, that's true. But if they're not enjoying it, then you should, yeah, it's probably better to just help them realize what they do enjoy. <laughs> yeah. And this is what I talked about with my cousin Micah a couple weeks ago, is, like, everyone kind of has a different thing that they need to figure out and different talents that you need to figure out and it's always not something you enjoy at first and one thought I had on that is 
I get you can't just find what you're good at by slightly going into a bunch of different things. You have yeah. to actually immerse yourself in a few to figure it out. What are some things that you've been able to realize that you find joy in? Like physical things or Yeah, yeah, you can especially I I do want to get back to like what sports you play and enjoy, but like what sports have you realized that you excel in or enjoy the most and want to get better at? I recently just started playing tennis and that was actually way fun like I was playing soccer, but I've kind of slowly been like, well, when I started, I didn't really love competition teams, like club teams. I haven't really even done one. I tried out for one, and then I made it, and then the coach decided they didn't want to coach anymore. (laughs) That sucks. Yeah. (laughs) So I just, like, always found, like, when I did soccer, I didn't really love the super competitive, but I would also get kind of annoyed at rec, so I didn't know, really. It wasn't like I wasn't having the best time. And then it got to high school, and I was in the soccer class, and that was a little too intense because I hadn't done club before. Yeah. And everyone was good. I tried out and didn't even make first cuts. I was like, yeah, I'm not good enough for this. And then I just started – I went to a girls' tennis match, and it looked way fun. And I didn't start playing till like, a couple months later, and I started trying, or maybe in a year later. I started trying it, and I was like, holy crap, this is fun. So I just started taking private tennis lessons from this um, guy, the, the coach's son, and it's been really fun. That's awesome. So has tennis been your focus, I guess, lately? Yeah, I've been trying to... Lately, I haven't been able to because the weather's been crappy, but before <laughs> that, a couple weeks ago, I've been, I have been. would try to do like an hour a day. That's cool. And I remember for the longest time when I first knew you, I guess you were going through it. You were playing soccer mostly. Yes, I, yeah, I, would, I even went to open play to soccer to try out for... or to see how good I was at goalie, and I had not played in a while, and it, and it was not very good. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And I've noticed that you play, like, a bunch of, like, you like to play pickleball, and, like, you'll play, I feel like you'll play almost any I sport. Love, yeah, I'll play almost any sport. I, I'm on a rec volleyball team, too. That's way fun. I love volleyball. Yeah. So is it mostly just a fun thing for you, and just, like, playing sports? Just yeah, t- playing sports just brings me a lot of joy. I just love it. Almost any sport, honestly. Like, because usually we'll just play for fun, but even sometimes when it's more competitive, like volleyball, I like to play soccer depending on how it is and tennis i want to i want to try for the team when it comes but i don't know if i'll be good enough because i started in like september (laughs) yeah that's tough uh oh yeah with like competition with sports i guess i've realized i like to be i like it to be competitive in the sense that you know everyone's trying their hardest and like i I like to keep score and stuff because it makes it feel a little bit more purposeful and like you're you have an objective or something but I don't love it when I guess I haven't spent a lot of time in sports so that's why I don't love it when I'm playing with other people who are like super super good at it but do you enjoy playing like for example a month ago or so we played uh cross net in my backyard and you know we're all like mediocre at those types of things do you like that kind of competition like where everyone's kind of on the same playing field but it's not as but they're not like super serious about it or do you like super competitive sports better it depends on the time i'd probably well i liked that that was way fun but i'd probably rather a little more competitive than that like that's so fun like i really like that but like my preferred preferred would probably be a little more competitive than that not like where everyone's insane just like spiking the ball super hard (laughs) like no mercy but like that was still i like them both yeah, not like super super competitive, but when no one's really like caring, we we cared still obviously. But like when no one is 
carry and everyone's just like, yeah, whatever. I don't really like to play that. I feel like it's almost yeah, wasting I, my time, <laughs> kind of. And how do you feel about, like, playing sports with, like, little kids? Because that can be hard because you aren't able to play as good as you can. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like, you're teaching someone. Is it? Do you find that annoying or do you still think it's fun? Not really. It depends on, like, if I'm just playing with little kids, I would get annoyed. But, like, I have two little siblings, super little, like, six and four. And six-year-old is baited, and we always play soccer with him. And I'll go... I'll go yeah. easier on him, and then Ramey will come play sometimes, too. She's a four-year-old. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll go, like, I'll go easier on them when I play with them. But if I'm just doing that, I'd probably get annoyed. But I'm fine with it, obviously. Like, yeah. I'll, f- I'll fight with them and wrestle with them all the time. Yeah. They love doing that. <laughs> and obviously, you have to go easy on that, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. So do you, want, do you think you want sports to be part of what you do as an adult or do you think or are there other things that you have ideas of what you want to do to earn money or just like I guess well I guess that's the only way it would really be I mean of course you would want to play it for fun I'm sure but I guess that's just what my way of asking what do you have an idea of what you want to do when you're older I really don't I've been yeah I always think about it I just have no idea I'd want to do something more like hands-on work Mm -hmm. like maybe not construction work because I'm kind of in that right now and I don't love it yeah (laughs) don't love it as much i think like making things like being an innovator whatever it's called would be fun something like that inventor but not inventor (laughs) because that calling that it's like weird yeah yeah that's interesting i I used to want to be like an engineer because i was good at well i liked planes a lot (laughs) and i wanted to be a pilot for a long time because of that but then i realized oh i'm good at math and so I was wanting for a while to, like, be an engineer and make planes or something. And then I realized I don't like math. Like, I'm good at math, but I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I realized there's bigger, better things for me to go do than that. Or maybe not bigger or better, but for me, personally. Yeah. But have you applied to any colleges? Because we are going through that right now. I've applied to the free one, so I have applied to BYU. But, like, the... Dixie, SUU, and Snow College, oh, I yeah. think. I did SUU and Snow, and I think they all accept you. Like, <laughs> They have a very high acceptance rate. SUU wants people so bad. They gave me a letter, and they're like, we'll pay you $16,000 yeah, to too. come. And I'm like, <laughs> I have a 21 on my ACT. How badly do you want people to come to SUU? Well, I didn't even have to send them my ACT score, I don't think. I didn't but like yeah. they want people so bad to come to their <laughs> school i'm like that's sad that you're paying me when i yeah did not do very good <laughs> yeah and it's funny with college i don't know where i'll go exactly in the colleges that like byu like i want to go to byu but i feel like that will be so expensive than other colleges i might be able to get in for for almost free but I don't know what I want. (laughs) Do you have an idea kind of of what you would want to... Because I don't know too much about college, but I know that a lot of people try to work while they're doing college and stuff. And you have older siblings, right? Mm -hmm. Have they been doing jobs while being in college? Yeah. Actually, Sierra and Whitney, they both work for my dad. I might... That might be a possibility. He makes, like, black diamond rings. Oh, that's cool. And things like that, like... So it's like a man-made diamond, basically. Yeah. So that... Is that something you think you'd be interested in, though, like, growing up? Because you said you'd be interested in, like, making things, but... I don't think I'd want to do that. Yeah. That's, like, (laughs) it's not really... 
well, it's like at this process, we have to use this big, huge diamond press and like let it press it and do all this. And then you, it's like super tedious. Like you, it like drills a hole and then you have to like put it on this sanding thing. It sands it forever and then you turn it. And then so it's just all these, and you have to sandblast all these things. I don't think I would really like that much. Yeah. I already tried to sand, do sandblasting and it destroyed my wrist. Like Damn. my wrist hurts so bad after. Yeah, that's rough. So do you do you know what other stuff you like hands-on stuff I guess you'd want to do? I mean, I don't expect you to know for sure cuz I think we're all still trying to figure out everything and I don't I really don't know what I'm going to end up doing and you know, I have a better idea, but I have kind of noticed how much I've changed over the last year. I'm like, man, I don't know who I'm going to be in 3 years from now or beyond that. But what do you want to do though? It was actually really I want to do something involving this type of stuff just being able to have conversations with people and I wasn't wanting to do anything that had to do with the gospel at first because I was like you know I would do church stuff and everything but I didn't know how much I really understood the gospel but like over the last couple months I've come to realize like okay I can actually make it a big thing and I have a new perspective to to bring to this to the gospel that I think would be useful to people so I actually have thought about being a seminary teacher and I don't know how well they get paid and I might need another job as well because <laughs> it'll be a good teacher though yeah thanks and it, 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 if I if you would have told me a year ago that in a year I'd be thinking oh I want to be a seminary teacher I would have laughed because that <laughs> seems so weird I, I would never said anything in seminary like ever and yeah I don't know but it seems like that would be such a cool opportunity to mm-hmm. like that's your job is connecting with people and that's what I would want to do and especially after my mission I'm sure I would be much more capable of taking that on on the note of seminary what's kind of your favorite type of seminary class like we'll have silent lessons and stuff or we'll have days where we do a bunch of games and everything or we'll just have day normal days where we're like reading a few scriptures and like commenting but what do you think is the most valuable type of class in seminary um i think a silent lesson is super like important stuff i don't usually come to class looking forward to those when we have them yeah it's like i feel like i'm kind of just like bored by them a bit but uh i don't know i guess it depends i really like classes where kids are willing to share and are willing Mm -hmm. to like where they're also fun but not to the point where like they'll interrupt the teacher every five seconds. Yeah. You're like, okay, you're making it non-spiritual. Yeah. Um, I like playing games, but I guess that depends too because sometimes people get annoyed and like mad in seminary, and then like the spirit will leave, and you're like, dude, we're playing a game. Oh my gosh! Today in seminary, there was this one kid who was getting so mad at everyone because we were going around the room like saying one word of a scripture, so we were like kind of doing doctrinal mastery, but. Uh, we were trying to do it as fast as we could, and every time someone would mess up, he would get so, so angry. And I think it's just, it's so interesting how people will get so uptight and mad about those things. I think it's just because a lot of people, like, will play sports and they have a super competitive nature. But I do think it kind of drains out the spirit sometimes. Yeah, that is definitely true. Do you get more out of seminary when you're speaking up a lot more? Yes, I I guess that depends, because sometimes when, like, I'm about to talk, I, like, don't listen to anything else that's happening. I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk. Yeah, I, well, yeah. So when I talk more, I do get more out of it, but also a lot that I get out of it is students. Like, when I'll, like, hear something that someone else will say, like, wow, that's cool, and I'll, like, yeah. write it down. I'll be like, I never thought of that insight before. Like, I never, 
Or even when the seminary teacher will tell me something. Sometimes I'll go home and, like, tell my mom. So, like, this is cool. I've never seen this this way before, you know? Yeah, that's cool. And that's, like, just little bits of personal revelation and mm-hmm. those types of things. And even if someone else says something, it can be a personal revelation because, like, you might see it in a different way or, you know, you never know how it's going to affect you. But I like how you say, like, listening to other people and also being involved because like so in seminary I've always for the first three years of seminary I never really said anything and you know there were little bits and pieces that I would get out of it but most of the time I was feeling pressured like maybe like when I would think of something to say but because I had never said anything before I didn't feel comfortable Mm -hmm. speaking up and stuff but now I in the class I'm in I've kind of created a culture for myself of talking a lot and you know that was super helpful but part of the problem for me is now i'm not listening to other people as well as yeah, i should yeah that's what i am i'm like thinking about what i'm going to say and then i'm like wait i need to think we're listening to what other people think yeah cuz like i'm just constantly thinking of the next thing that i can say but i think listening is definitely very important and i'm hoping that doing my podcast will teach me to listen to people a little bit better yeah one thing i wanted to talk about a little bit was just social media because you know, I didn't get social media till I was in like ninth grade or something, and I remember you didn't get it for a while either. Yeah, I don't even remember. I was probably sophomore or something like that. Yeah. Did you just not want to, or like? I had no desire to get it. I really, my mom didn't really want me to get it either, but like I didn't care for it. I didn't really have a desire, and then I got it because my dad made me an account for it. <laughs> he's like, he's just like. Okay, I'm making an Instagram account. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. Apparently, I have a Facebook account. I didn't even know I had it. I've not logged on to it once in my life. Yeah, that's too much different. If you're, like, consuming, like, a ton of different types of social media, that's tough. And really, I don't – I just follow, like, my friends and some sports and hunting stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And I – with social media, I guess since I also didn't have the desire for a long time, I think that made it – easier for me to control myself once I (laughs) did get it because some people kind of go crazy with it and are on it all the time. It is interesting to think about kind of the role of parents with it because a lot of parents won't let their kids get social media or they won't let them get it to a certain till a certain age Mm -hmm. and I think those are the kids who abuse it. Yeah they abuse it because they wanted that. So do you think for parents it would be smarter I I don't (laughs) we're both (laughs) we're both 17 year olds but Do you think, like, I guess from the perspective of a teenager, do you think that it was more helpful for you to have the freedom to get it still? Or would it have been better if your parents were just like, no, you can't do it? Yeah, I think, honestly, yeah, it was probably better to let the kid choose and then see how much they're using it. Because even, like, you see with people that have, like, time restrictions on their phone, like, they Mm -hmm. want to use as much as possible. I know, and those are, it's so weird. The people with the most restrictions tend to be the people... Who want it the most. I know. <laughs> and it's just like, you don't... And that may be why they have restrictions, yeah. is because they were abusing it, and their parents mm-hmm. were like, you can't do this so much. I don't know. It's, you always just want what you don't have, basically. Yeah. Kind of like that. <laughs> That's hard, because obviously, things, you like, you do want to restrict some things that, like, won't be good, but I did have the choice, and I really just didn't have a desire to get on it, and then once I had it, it's like since they didn't have a desire before like now sometimes I will I probably do use it uh, I guess not more than I should because I really don't follow that many people yeah so I like I'll just use it to just get on and do whatever I want like I'll just like 
I don't look. I rarely ever post things. I like post yeah. stuff for student council. Then that one picture of the fish, because my brother caught a huge <laughs> fish, and I just wanted to post something. Yeah, like that. that's awesome. <laughs> but like the only stuff I'll really ever post is like when I post stuff for the land and like stuff for the school and things like that. But I'm also not like looking at people's lives and like feeling jealous. Like I'm yeah. not. I kind of just like I like to look at it because I like to see what people are up to. Be like, oh, cool, they're doing this or yeah, they're you know. Yeah, and I guess just on that note, uh, would you be perfectly fine if you had to delete it? Like, does yeah. it affect you very much? I mean, I'd be fine. Like, I like to get on it. Sometimes I'm like, I want to get on it, and I get on. Like, I don't really even care. Like, I, like I'll scroll through and be like, looking at random stuff, like soccer videos, because I felt like Barcelona. I like to watch them because they're really yeah. good. And like, I'd probably be fine, but yeah. Like, I'm not on it all the time. Yeah. Sometimes I'll get on it. I guess not every day, but maybe every day. But I'll be on it for, like, five, ten minutes. Be yeah. like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And uh, there's this YouTube video I was watching from Russell Brand. And he said something along the lines of... Because he was talking about addiction and stuff. And he said something... He was like when you give up something how you feel after like if you feel different after those are the parts of you that were being controlled okay. when you were doing that thing and i uh watched have you seen the social dilemma no i've heard of it though it's pretty crazy you should watch it just because it goes into depth with kind of the creator they were people who created a lot of these social media pa- platforms and algorithms and stuff and they kind of are they've backed away and they're like they seriously regret their creation. Oh, wow. But after I was watching that movie, halfway through it, I, sc- I went over to Instagram and deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're just like, nope, gone. And then, yeah, and then, like, throughout that week, I was sitting there, like, I'm just sitting on my phone, and then I scroll over, and I'm like, oh, shoot, Instagram's gone. <laughs> and then I realized, like, oh, man, I was using this a lot more than I realized. Yeah, because, like, I, I do use, like, not a ton like I said, I'll probably use it, like, every day, but I'm not, like, it's not, like, I'm using it for the wrong reason. I'm just, like, looking at people's stuff and just feeling bad about myself, things like that. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> and I I, per- I started to notice, I think I've noticed it very subtly. Like, I don't feel, like, terribly jealous of people, but, like, I'll see people hanging out with other people, and then, like, that kind of leads to some other thoughts of, like, yeah. oh, I wonder why that, or... And then I think it's whenever there's a girl you like and you follow her, it's like you think a little bit too hard about whatever she posts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. That's one personal yeah. observation. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And just on the subject of texting or, well, interacting with people through social media and stuff, it was funny because uh, we went longboarding like a couple weeks ago, me and you and a couple other friends. Yeah. And I remember you... Uh, texting a girl like about a date <laughs> yeah and then the day date yeah and then she texted you back that you were gonna go that she wanted to go or whatever and then you were like oh i can't respond immediately yeah that was just <laughs> that was just no but i i think we all do it like it was kind of a joke but kind of not because like me and you or me and sebastian will like text back a lot and yeah. then sometimes with people that like take a while to text back it's just like you don't want to text back immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you text someone, they take, like, a day to text back, you're like, wait, maybe I should take, like, a couple hours to text I back. Know. <laughs> I know. I don't know. And especially you don't want... And I think it's mostly because you don't want that person to think that you're, like, on your phone all the time mm-hmm. or something. 
and I notice that just when I've texted people that I don't know super well that I'm like trying to and it's mostly with girls if I'm ever trying to text girls yeah. I'm like oh I can't respond immediately even though my phone's just sitting here I wasn't on it like I'm sure they would under well I don't know they could draw conclusions <laughs> but whenever I text someone and it takes them a whole day to respond I I don't usually know what to do. Yeah, think. I'm like, well, should I text back now or? Yeah, it's weird because there's like all these weird social pressures that come with our new texting and social media stuff that I think is very psychologically confusing mm-hmm. to most people. <laughs> but just while talking about all those things, are there th- things that you think could help people with social media just because you know you said that you don't usually let other people affect you as much you're not like feeling upset by anything by what other people are doing but do you think like is there a thought process that goes into that or how do you think you can other people can kind of step out of that who are struggling with those types of things well i feel like especially right now on instagram sometimes i just like start scrolling through and just get annoyed and just get off because how much negative is going around mm-hmm. and everyone's just posting all their opinions but I feel like a lot of the opinions that are being posted are negative like things that have already been posted they're just like reposting you yeah. know <laughs> like a lot of the posts are not positive it's just negative for the other people that believe something else yeah. you know I just feel like just knowing how it's affecting you can help a lot like being like okay if I'm looking at this and notice how you feel before to how you feel after like if you're like well if i'm feeling bad after and feeling like annoyed at someone if you're on instagram and after you see their post if you're annoyed at them mm-hmm. you probably shouldn't be i guess watching <laughs> should their post like it, yeah there's some there are a few specific people i would follow on instagram and i was every time i look at their post i'd like tell other people you're like oh my gosh this is so annoying look at this yeah i'm just like <laughs> I'm just feeling like I'm gossiping about them now, and now I'm also, like, having bad feelings towards them, so I've just kind of, yeah. like, not unfollow them, but mute their stuff. Yeah. You know? And so, like, we're still, like, friends. I still still like them. It's not like I don't like them, but it's like I don't need to constantly be looking at their opinions, which make me feel bad. Yeah. And we constantly, and I think everyone's aware of it, and we constantly talk about how on Instagram and all those things people aren't actually showing their real selves (laughs) but we still take it that way Mm -hmm. and like you know like even people who are a little bit more aware with it you know they're like oh that person's not actually as happy as they look in this or whatever and if they post something that you disagree with or something then even though we are pretty aware that that is fake to some degree we still like we'll see that person in the halls and think of them in that way (laughs) yeah that's true so i guess it's almost like unless someone's posting something that's positive that you can connect with then you shouldn't be really talking about it with them so like if you're just disagreeing with what they say on there because it's so easy to just go on your phone and post something about what you think and not really think about the consequences yeah someone else looking at me like well I didn't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I, that just kind of made me realize we need to not, if we're going to say, oh, this isn't actually their real self, we can't go around talking about them in Like the getting way mad of, at what they posted or yeah, something? Because, exactly. Yeah. And it's so, okay, one thing with, like, the negative stuff going around social media, I don't know why, and I've felt it too, 
whenever someone will post something positive or they'll say like, oh, there's so much negative in the world and like we need to do something positive. When someone says something like that, my first thought is, oh, you're just trying to look good or you're just trying to (laughs) do something that like you're not capable of doing, you know? And I don't know, how do we change that? Because we're, it's, (laughs) social media is starting to make us dislike the people who are doing better but also like disagree with other people so much more yeah that's hard i feel like a lot of people i they do have like a lot of us me too like have a hard time just seeing people for who they either who they are or not even who they are who they can become you know it's just like i feel like a lot of times we just see the wrong reasons for people doing things like like whenever they'll do something we're just like okay they're just doing that to get attention or yeah. we'll be like annoyed like oh i could have done that but i didn't want attention you know yeah like when really they could just be trying to do good things but we yeah. don't realize or even if they are trying to doing good things for the wrong reason like they're still doing good things you know yeah that's a hard question i know and i well and that's why i ask is because i don't know the answer but just want your perspective i think that most people who go into social media aren't looking for something great like they just want something to either feed their own bias or make them feel even more negative about something Mm -hmm. like and that might be subconscious i think that the people who are actively trying to spread good on social media those are the people who are actually affected by it so like we'll go on and like see people trying to do it and maybe like if we're whoever's trying to do better at it they'll connect with that better Mm -hmm. but if you're not actively trying to do good in it it seems like people just get annoyed with it and like i said i fall under that umbrella but right now on social media i'm just using it for my podcast like i'm just posting stuff about that and there's actually this other app that i found that a friend suggested to me called prism and it's prism with an x instead of an s (laughs) but apparently the person who made it is lds and Sorry, a tr- <laughs> a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she made it like she's calling it the Zion of social media or something. And they took out all the algorithms so that make people addicted to it. So you can't see how many followers someone has. You can't see who they're following or anything. You can't. I don't even know if you can see how many followers you have, which is interesting. And you can like and comment on posts but it's completely different like you I don't know (laughs) you can't see who else has liked a post and all those different types of things and it's really cool because you can even it's like it's made to be kind of like a journal so you can go back in time on it and like like an event that already happened you can place that in there at that date okay that's cool and that the app for when i first found that i was like oh my gosh this is exactly what i need and then i haven't really used it very much but i actually think for anyone looking for an alternative to like instagram and stuff that was like a huge deal yeah, that's cool i'll have to look into that so before we finish i just kind of wanted to bring it around back to sports a little bit i was just wondering how do you feel sports have helped you just in other aspects of your life not just being able to play sports to like find joy in it but like what are some things that you're learning in sports that have helped you be able to do other things in life um with like coaches and things telling you what to do um i guess in sports you can sometimes you can decide if you want to actually listen to their advice and do that because 
obviously if they're a coach they know more than you or yeah. they should know more than you but usually yeah they do <laughs> um i guess yeah just understanding that sometimes other people know more than you and it's good to just listen to them and yeah sometimes even if you do listen to them and they do know more than you it's not always the best thing for you exactly you know like but you also, might need to listen to someone else yeah or, just like or i guess listen to what they said but take that to alter it a little bit to what you mm-hmm. what you need and I guess teamwork also a lot and just relying on other people being able to see the good or bad attributes in people that you like and you want to be friends with or yeah. that you want to stay away from more you know <laughs> yeah and I think that in sports we could probably be do probably be do probably, <laughs> probably, we be probably do better when someone on the team like isn't nice to you and those types of things we could probably do better at being nice to them and stuff and I think it does come back to like that teamwork aspect like being able to interact with people and make something better out of it is like an essential skill that we all need to Mm -hmm. work on and I think that's something useful from sports and I haven't done too much team sports so I probably haven't worked or learned to work with people to the degree that I should but I'm hoping that my mission kind of teaches me that yeah that'll help you a lot what are some things you're hoping to learn from your mission though well one like you said how to talk to people better you know not being afraid to let them know what you want to tell them i guess but also just learning to lead with the spirit like i think that'll help me a lot because a lot of times i'll go up to someone and be like i have no idea what to say especially if you're learning a new language Mm -hmm. all the stories people are like i didn't know how to speak but just learning to lead with the spirit like i said like letting the spirit just say hey if you do what I say, then I'll help you. I guess letting yeah. God do that, but yeah. Yeah, and what are ways that you feel you've been able to lead with the Spirit? Like, cause, and I think uh, you bring up the point of it, like you not knowing what to say and stuff. And in church, a lot of the time, you know, people will call on you, and you will have not been thinking about it or something. But like, how have you been able to find how to lead with the Spirit just in teaching or unexpected situations or anything like that? Sometimes you will have something planned, and it'll kind of change I guess like mm-hmm. you'll be talking to someone and be like okay I was gonna say this but maybe I shouldn't say this anymore yeah. but like I haven't that hasn't actually that hasn't happened a lot I guess some ways I have led with the spirit though I've just tried to be nice to people like telling them hey I like like I tell people I like your shoes I like your shirt a lot <laughs> yeah I need to get more to like the them rather than their clothes kind of <laughs> but like yeah, I'm just but trying to I be think nice that's like a positive them. way of getting into conversation. yeah like trying to be nice like hey I like your shoes where'd you get them and like start like you know having a yeah. conversation with someone because that's I don't know just getting to know people I guess is really important because they know that someone actually cares about them yeah and I think and that plays right into it because anything good comes from God you know yeah and so if you don't feel like you are leading with the spirit, then just kind of take a step back and look at the good that you are doing and figure out how you can do that better. And I like how you said, like, you might have an initial plan, but you need to be willing to let that plan change. And that's part of it. And the spirit isn't totally just like a feeling you'll get and then you'll hear a voice or something like that. It might just be you have a sudden completely different thought or something like that. And that might be what needs to be shared. Yeah, and that's how I found it helps. So, do you follow professional sport? This is completely unrelated. We're just bouncing between topics, but whoever's listening to this, get used to it because I'm not very great at this, <laughs> and I will learn good. to get good. better. But 
do you follow or pay attention to like uh, professional sports too much? I no, actually, I don't at all. Really, I don't follow <laughs> any sports like at all. Like I want to, but I really just I yeah. don't follow professional sports. Yeah. Um, and with that, does that make you think of sports a little bit more personally then? Like with not following it as much. Yeah, because well, like just because the sports that you do pay attention to do is what you're actually doing. Yeah. So is that more of a personal thing yeah, for you? Yeah, it's more. Yeah, it is more personal. Has it? seemed ridiculous to you because like I've been in the boat of following way too closely to professional sports <laughs> but does it yeah. seem to, a little bit ridiculous to you the reaction that people have to it sometimes I mean sometimes I'll get like that but yeah it's kind of funny sometimes yeah when some people I like get super mad Sebastian showed me that video the Cowboys fan when oh, the Cowboys the last he, like punched <laughs> the TV started elbowing it threw it on the ground and shot it <laughs> When the Cowboys <laughs> lost, and oh my, and God, it's honestly so pretty funny. comedic to me, just because like it is just a game. So if it was a much more serious thing happening, I wouldn't be laughing about mm -hmm. it so much. But that's why, because sports, you know, it's like I don't know how serious it really is, and if you lose, it's not a big deal. You're yeah. still here, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's really funny when people freak out about it. But do you remember that one time the Patriots lost to the Eagles in the Super Bowl? And it was, was it, like a few years ago. Um, it was a pretty crazy game. Was it? Was it? No, the Patriots won one of them where it was super slow, right? Yeah. And it, the year before that, they lost to the Eagles. I Vaguely, I think. It I was when we were in ninth grade. But I don't know if you remember me the day after that, but I was like extremely. Were you like depressed? Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, and we went to a seminary and we're like watching a gospel video and I'm just like regretting everything the Patriots did, even though I have no control over any of it. Yeah, that's what's hard is, I feel like a lot of us try to control things we can't and that's what makes us so mad. I know. And that's where most anger comes from is things that like have nothing to do with us. <laughs> Well, I was going to actually tie that in with the voting, like, with politics and voting. Like, yeah. if you can vote and you voted, you've done what you can. Yeah, you exactly. Can, like, you can't get so mad and be like, okay, well, this person cheated, this person did this, this person's, I don't like this person because, like, you've done what you can, you've done your part, you've voted, or if you haven't voted, then you haven't yeah. voted. You can't change anything now. I know. So, I feel like just, like, so understanding. So into yeah, it. <laughs> understanding that I've done what I've done. I can't change it don't get mad over what you can't control you know yeah for sure and with voting and stuff i've kind of thought about it that we should probably only care about it to the extent that we have an influence on it mm -hmm. and that, i mean i guess if you were to say that it would kind of be like you should hardly care about it at all because your vote doesn't actually matter that much <laughs> but <laughs> like i guess you should educate yourself on government and how it affects you and living mm -hmm. your life but politics and like who gets elected you shouldn't be unless you have like influence over like millions of people it should not be behind all of your thoughts yeah because that just makes you mad are there people in your life who like get really attached to it to politics yeah. and stuff um not a ton that i could i mean that's good <laughs> think of. i mean well, i mean a few people kind of do sometimes but yeah, yeah. <laughs> not like horrible there's some people i follow on instagram the same people that i muted that go a little ham that's I why know. i muted them i was like don't need to know everything you're thinking politically at every point of the day yeah 
And one thing with politics that I think of is sarcasm because whenever, because it seems like, you know, both political parties are so opposite that someone on one side, like when they're talking to their friends on the same side, will just make fun of the other side in mm -hmm. like very, very sarcastic ways, like basically saying that that other side is completely stupid. Yeah. But have you noticed like a big sense of those types of things i don't know yeah a lot of that actually happens i feel like just like telling people who you voted for things i mean sometimes i'd be like hey who did you vote for but like that's probably not the best thing to do because it's kind of categorizing like oh we voted for someone different it's okay but like yeah. sometimes like it's kind of categorizing like oh, oh sure. well i didn't know you but you voted for this person i did too now let's be best friends but that bond is not going to be the best because you're best friends because you both voted for someone political like that's yeah. why you're friends and <laughs> if that's if your friendship is being held together by something that is completely out of your control yeah. then that's not a real friendship yeah like if you meet someone like that that's totally fine but if yeah. you're just like the second you see someone that's all you talk about that's yeah, the only reason sure. you're friends it's probably not the best friendship it's probably not gonna last very yeah. long and i think friendship like you need to be able to talk about most things and be open to most things yeah. and if it's just because you both voted for trump or whatever and you're constantly talking about how stupid democrats are then yeah. <laughs> then that's not a very healthy relationship and you might stick to but you might stick together stronger than any other relationship because true. that's all you talk about yeah it's very true <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I don't know how to approach it, and I don't think... I just think we need to not make such a big deal out of it. Yeah. All right, well, it has been great talking to you. I just wanted to ask to close, what are just a couple of positive things that you think the world needs to hear? Um, well, I think, especially right now, most the most important thing is, is God, obviously, but I think the thing he thought is second most important, which... Obviously, his first two commandments are love God and love your neighbor. But, like, second most important is love your neighbor. And if you love God, then you love your neighbor. I feel mm -hmm. like most importantly right now, if we forget everything else and just do those two, when we love God, we do love our neighbor, like yeah. I just said, is just focusing on other people and that they matter. They have an opinion, and if that opinion is different than yours, honestly, I feel like how, what's helped me is maybe their opinion isn't different than mine. Maybe mine is different than theirs, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, seeing it like, okay— Maybe, or instead of saying, I like this, they like something different. What if I like something different than them? What if they, like, just seeing it from their side, mm -hmm. just, like, knowing that other people are people, too. Yeah. I have a hard time with that sometimes. But <laughs> yeah, I agree. Just, like, sometimes, you know, when you're at school and you just, like, have that thought, like, oh, well, they're a child of God, and it, like, changes everything you think of them. <laughs> you're just like, wait a second. Yeah, like, that's, like, a cool moment. So yeah. I feel like just if we see that, if we try to just be nice to people and see that everyone is a child of God, I think that's what everything else that we believe will fall under that. Mm -hmm. We'll be happy or everything like that if we just can see others yeah. as not even who they are, but who they can become, yeah. which is like our Savior. And, yeah, that's really cool. And I that's honestly helped me a lot and kind of at a different – I've kind of had a different approach. Like, I guess I do think of it as like a child of God, but I think of it as like – this person has also <laughs> come down to this planet mm -hmm. and had their memory wiped and <laughs> started with whatever they have and, you know, can't possibly know what they've gone through. Yeah. Uh, I had 
a thought, and then I had another thought, then I said the first thought first, and I forgot the second thought. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Hate when that happens. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, one thing I think is kind of interesting about, like, high school and stuff is when we judge people, it tends to be about things that hardly matter at all Mm -hmm. like do you listen to christmas music before or after thanksgiving yeah (laughs) apparently that's a really touchy topic yeah people get heated and it seems like the people who do listen to it before are like super quiet about it and then people who don't are like oh my gosh what's wrong like this is incorrect we're not friends (laughs) anymore yeah and those types of things is like okay we need to, if we can't fix those types of problems, like not judging people about things that literally don't affect us in any way, then we're going to have a really hard time not judging people about deeper and More things that actually topics. affect you. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Is there ways that you feel like you've been able to not, like not, not just simply thinking like, oh, they're a child of God, but like, are there experiences that you've had that have especially helped you realize that you can't judge people? Yeah, sometimes I do just, like, I'll just take a second and think, like, like I'll have a bad thought about someone, kind of. Mm-hmm. Or I'll be like, okay, they're annoying. And then, like, I'll end up actually talking to them later. I'm like, okay, wow, they're actually way nice. I don't know why I thought they're annoying in front of other people. And I'll be like, yeah, I'll just get, like, humbled, basically, and be like, okay, you just have to realize what are you doing? You might be annoying people, but you're trying your best, you know? Yeah, exactly. You, like you said, you both came here not knowing anything, so Mm -hmm. you're both just trying to fit in, do what you think. is. Yeah, and one thing I was going to add to, uh, when you talked about what you become, like seeing others to be, seeing others in the way of what they could become, I think we also need to remember, like, that they were someone before this life that, Mm -hmm. like, I'm sure that because like I don't know how long we existed before this life but I'm sure there's a lot of things that we learned and did yeah. so like don't re- I guess don't forget that everyone isn't who they are just in this world like there's a whole complex thing and after we die we might be able to you know combine the knowledge from before this life and right now to be able to become way better yeah combine everything we know and i think we kind of have a issue where people will seem to think that someone is lost because like they stop coming to church and like god dang they're going to hell but i think that we just need to stop thinking of those negative things yeah we don't see god's hand in it it's just hard you know yeah for sure we think well there's no way they'd come back there's no way they're you know, or they'll come but i mean we have a lot of time <laughs> yeah, for sure. Not just on this earth, but a lot of time. And God won't give up on them. He won't just be like, yeah, they've they've gone away, so so we're done with that. Yeah, and I think that's something important to realize about God is, like, he's not this, <laughs> like, evil per- Not Well, obviously, he's not an evil person. But, like, sometimes just the simple fact that hell exists makes me think, like, dang, I wonder why those types of, or, like, what God plan really is here or whatever mm-hmm. uh but i think we just need to remember i mean god and christ know us exactly yeah and so i think you can <laughs> if if you don't take anything else away from this just know that the people judging you the or is it is it god judges us right or is it jesus god judges judges us jesus is like our advocate, advocate like our, yeah so it's like 
Jesus is basically. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus knows exactly what we've gone through and I think God does too. You know, this this is a thought I've had with the atonement before is like I wonder if Jesus kind of entered this state like of you know where he lived out our lives with us or something because he in order to fully understand it it would have had to be something like that but just know that you're being judged your your lawyer is the person who understands every aspect of everything and your judge is also very similar to that yeah (laughs) they're both on your side it's just yeah like there's not they're not against you they're just we're just here to grow and i think it's in ways that we don't fully understand all right well thank you for this conversation and i think it will be fun to listen to and look back on yes sir thank you (laughs) next week is thanksgiving oh wait no by the time this is released it will not be thanksgiving anymore <laughs> oh, and oh, hopefully shoot. people don't stuff themselves with dead birds too much to the point where they don't feel good because I don't know why everyone just tries to eat as much as possible I, know. <laughs> I don't even like turkey that much but I have a question actually what What do you cook on the Traeger if you don't eat meat anymore uh, just, come in and just cook a cabbage you just open it <laughs> cook a cab- well actually a lot, of, a, cabbage. a lot of people will cook like there's like mushroom steaks that I haven't tried before. Actually, I've had one mushroom steak type of thing before that was pretty good, but <laughs> that's what people mm. usually use the grill for. But we've used it just for, like, Beyond Burgers. Oh, well, well no, duh, I'm stupid. <laughs> but we got sick of coming outside, so we just put them on the stove now. Yeah, that's... <laughs> so it's kind of useless. I don't know. <laughs> it's funny. But on the vegan thing, what were you, what was your first thought when... I told you about that. <laughs> I was confused. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. I actually thought it was cool because I was like, I don't have any vegan friends. That's yeah. dope. <laughs> yeah, and it was funny because I, I remember at first you were like, oh, vegetarian or vegan? I was like, vegan. Uh, you're like, I don't know. At first <laughs> yeah. you said you don't know, and then you're like, okay, yeah, vegan. <laughs> I remember, I mean, I kind of went through a big phase where I was like wanting to convert everyone to veganism, yeah. <laughs> and then I realized, okay, well, that's not something that's going to happen and if it's going to happen it's not going to happen by me shoving it down everyone's throats <laughs> but well, I went through a phase of being annoying to you sorry about that oh it's fine <laughs> I was so yeah it's it's fine but I guess and it's interesting on because we were talking about having different opinions and stuff yeah I've I've tried to figure out how I can still talk to people about it while not arguing or getting annoyed i know yeah and it's tough and i think it applies to political things as well i know it's so hard it's like how can we talk about politics because really politics aren't supposed to be whenever we hear the word politics everyone kind of cringes and it's just like annoyed (laughs) but like my government city teacher was like politics are not supposed to be bad like politics aren't supposed to make everyone like cringe and get annoyed by it like it's just how everyone talks about it now it's you never it's either this person is so bad because they do this and we don't believe this and they're this and they're bad mm-hmm. about like it's all we ever talk about and it's just hard to because whenever you bring anything up there's always fighting and so I don't know yeah part of like what I've tried to think about is like how do I bring up the vegan conversation because I feel pretty right about it like I feel like I'm doing something good yeah but like without making people feel judged because <laughs> yeah. like I want people to know what I've learned through it and like how I've come to feel better physically and like a lot of different things but I don't know how to do that without them feeling like I'm attacking <laughs> just tell them you're not trying to 
convert them to vegans. I know. <laughs> like, yo, I'm not trying to convert you. I just want to tell you. Yeah. Yes. And maybe it comes through trust, kind of. Because, like, if I tell you, oh, I'm not trying to convert you to this, but this is what I've learned from it, and this is why I'm doing it. Yeah. Then maybe that person will be a little more open to it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess the way you approach it can be a lot. We had the same brand water bottle. <laughs> no way. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, my hydro flask is with my boss. I left it at work. Well, that's depressing. <laughs> In Bluffdale. Thankfully, oh, he was shoot. still there. He got it for me. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's a conversation I need to think about more before I, like... I should put it in a podcast. Yeah, have a podcast wants. on it. Just be like, okay, someone you trust who's not vegan, or maybe yeah, who's not, and be or, like, okay, listen. That's actually a really good idea because I need just like having an open dialogue. Even like it doesn't have to be over podcasts, but like it would be good for me to. I don't know. I just feel I, like yeah. Sorry. Sometimes it's awkward to like yeah. bring up veganness because it's like. I don't want to offend you. You don't want to offend me. We don't want to. No. <laughs> you don't want to offend me because me leaders don't want to offend you. So it's just like kind of a weird topic. Same with people who have a political mm. ideology that's different than yours. Yeah, and here's the thing: is the way I view it is, I think veganism is something that is helpful to the world. Just you know, yeah, like well, resources. Re- and- research has shown that ve- veganism is better, but yeah, I <laughs> and this is hard. This, this is kind of it does fit with the political issue too because like maybe there is one side that is more right than the other and you know i'm not saying i'm more right but i'm just saying like it's hard to like when i feel so strongly about it and like yeah i don't know (laughs) yeah it's all confusing that's something i need to think about more before i have a conversation with it but i'll i'll get i'll do it one day maybe we can talk about it a little bit more at school and stuff and just try to be a little more open to it yeah i'd be fine with that but sometimes we i feel like a lot of humans just overcomplicate things sometimes we just gotta put it in god's hands be like okay i trust you yeah that's just the constant wrestle i have with like okay yeah respect other people's opinions but how do we still talk about those opinions yeah be open to the opinions be like okay yeah that's a problem I'm going to solve, okay? <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. Do it. But, yeah. Well, I guess we I was about we were about to stop, but... <laughs> but then we went on I a keep, little bit longer. Yeah, I keep having some interesting thoughts, and please forgive us if we keep cutting out or if it sounds weird or anything. <laughs> I don't know there how are, this one's going to sound. There are some pickleballers in the background. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but one thought I had just, like, that I think I kind of want to start bringing up in podcasts is what has helped you believe more in the church? Like there's a talk that was given in like April about spiritually defining memories and like how it's important to like have some memories, you know, of spiritual things or experiences that have helped build our faith and create a foundation. Do you have any memories like that that help you whenever you're thinking about just gospel things? I don't have very many memories. My mom's a member of the church, and she's super active in things. And my dad, he's a member, but he, like, stopped going to church a while ago and stuff. And they're, like, like they both think and say, like, the opposite things. Yeah. A lot of times it's, like, having to choose. Not, like, a parent, but, like, choose what you personally believe. And that's helped me a lot, I guess. Yeah. Just, like, because it's not like your parents are deciding everything for you. It's, like, yeah. one of them says, hey, that you can do this. The other one says, hey, you can do this. And you decide which one. Yeah, and no one has complete dictatorship over your thoughts. 
and mm-hmm. I think that you can use like knowledge from both of your parents. Yeah, in different and say, things well, and I want, I like this from this one, this from this one. I think that's really useful, and there's a lot of ways that we can build our faith, and I think it's different for everyone. I mm-hmm. have a few memories that like help me a lot, and then I think most of the faith building comes through like those daily practices, like scripture study and those types of things. Yeah, that is true. That kind of goes with there's the quote that's like life is hard or something because it gives you the test first and the lesson afterwards or Uh, something like that yeah i like that quote because that's true we learn from our experiences even if they're not like huge crazy things like oh i knew the book of Mormon was true because i was reading it and i just had this huge like you know maybe you read it and you'll say a prayer and something little will happen like oh yeah cool yeah (laughs) for sure (laughs) it's true because of that yeah and I think you need constant faith building things because mm-hmm. like if you're not building your testimony then you're it's going downhill like yeah. you, you can't stay exactly where you are so we're built to grow and if you're not growing you're heading in the other direction so mm-hmm. I would just say that that's important do you just do like scripture study daily yeah I'll read I don't I sometimes don't do it a ton but I'll read the scriptures every day and also I'm trying to like my mom and I are doing the Book of Mormon every day as well, too. We don't yeah. do, like, a ton, but... Yeah. I don't don't even do a ton of reading every day, but I'll read it every single day. Yeah. What are ways of studying it that you think help the most? Like, is it conversation, or do you mark things? I'll say a prayer, usually, before I start, even if it's just, like, in my head. And then I'll try to read. Um, sometimes I don't get a whole ton out of it. Yeah. But, like, still... And then I will mark things, and, like, I usually do it electronically, which yeah. isn't always the best, but sometimes I'll be like, oh... I feel like I should write this down for some reason. Or I yeah. feel like I should, like, make a note in my scriptures and I'll just, like, make the note thing in there, you know, in the yeah. gospel library and do that and be like, okay. Yeah, that's okay. cool. <laughs> it's cool how many resources that we have to be able to keep track of those things. And it's going to be kind of overwhelming, I think, when we're adults and we have, like, all these, like, you know, we'll have so many pictures and videos and things like like marking the scriptures and those types of things to look back on I know. and journals or whatever it is that we do to create memories like there will be so much of it I to know. look back on and we're being like our parents are keeping pretty well track on us too just and, and I think a lot of it does come through like pictures and videos and those types of things but hopefully you know we'll be able to keep things pretty simple because it's the world is pretty complicated and it's not supposed to be Mm -mm. and for most of history it wasn't so complicated you know like it was extremely difficult but you know you read the scriptures and it becomes (laughs) pretty clear like that it's a lot more simple than we make it yeah that is true and with people becoming way smarter over the last hundreds of years, like, people have come up with so many different theories of how the world works and all these different oh, things. Oh, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> and sometimes it's hard to decipher, like, what's actually true. And, I know, because you can... Sorry, God. Sorry. I was going to say, but I think it's also important to take things from outside the church and apply them, too, because mm-hmm. it's not just things that in the church that are true. Like, people have there's amazing people out there who have learned a lot who have great things to say yeah all right well an hour and 20 minutes let's go (laughs) all right well thank you for coming on you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm sorry let's retry that (laughs) thank you (laughs) for 
being on my podcast. I hope that this conversation was meaningful for you. And honestly, I think it'll be really fun to look back at them after years and stuff. And I think this will help us be able to talk about more deep and important things in everyday life, too, after this. Yeah, well, thank you for inviting me and letting me be on it. When you go uh, viral and get trillions of dollars, just to make sure I'm mentioned in that, okay? <laughs> yes. Get some monies from I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Don't worry. Of course. I'll use the quadratic formula to give oh, you some money. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. That's all I learned in high school, so. From DJ yeah. Glenn. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Well, thank you, and good bye. Have a great, well, this will be released on November 30th, so I hope you all had a good Thanksgiving <laughs> and have a great Christmas. Oh, well, okay, that's weird. <laughs> that Christmas is soon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's our last Christmas before our missions. Oh, dang it. I just broke his heart. All right, bye. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Hope y'all enjoyed listening to that. There were some really cool things in there, interesting perspectives and things to think about. Some of my biggest takeaways are mostly just trying to understand other people, have genuine conversations with people, and follow God's commandments and try to lead with the Spirit. I promise you that by doing those things and trying to listen to other people and listen for how you can take what they're teaching you and applying it to your own life, I promise that as you do those things, you will see massive change in your own way. I'm not gonna go into a big long reflection like I have in the last couple episodes because that required me going back and listening to it multiple times. And sorry, it may sound like in these intros and conclusions here, I am kind of complaining about the time, but it is kind of frustrating. And maybe it's because we're nearing the end of the semester at school and it's kind of getting a little bit harder. But just know that when I think there's really, really important things, I'll make sure that you know them if there's very important lines. You probably know I've been putting up a quote from my guest each week on Instagram. And I think that's helpful. I've also been obviously naming the episodes after the main themes of what we're talking about. And at the beginning of the episodes, I put those little clips of some of the things that I think are the most valuable. So I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I will see you next week. Next week will be December and Christmas is coming up. Try to remember what Christmas is all about. And I think I'll try to incorporate a little bit more talk about it and talk about the Savior and why Christmas is important into my conversations and intros and all those types of things. So please let me know if you want to be on the podcast. I'm not desperate for anyone. There's lots of people I can find, but if you want to be, I mean, odds are I can get you on. It's not like I have a ton of people lined up. So let me know if you have a cool perspective you want to tell my audience of not very many people. It's It doesn't matter how big the audience is. That's kind of the approach I'm taking here. It's kind of just about the individuals and if I can help other people realize things and be able to have these conversations and find their own truth in anything that we are talking about. Also, if you have any, I was kind of thinking about doing this, but if you have any questions that you want me to consider talking about in episodes or anything like that, that might be a fun thing that I can try to do. But everyone, please have a fantastic week. And, you know, it's always so hard for me to say if I'll have an episode out for sure, but I'm pretty sure I will have an episode out 
next Monday. So please enjoy your week. Go listen to some other epic podcasts because mine is far from the best out there. But just use this in any way you feel is important to you. I don't know how else to say it, and I've said it many times before. Anyway, have a fantastic week. I did say that already, didn't I? Okay, we are so done here. Goodbye. (laughs)